Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. If you are listening, this is the ABA Law Students Podcast, and we have a very interesting guest today. I think very interesting because I am going to pick her brain like there is no tomorrow. We have attorney Taylor Ditello on. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we have so much in common. First things first is you used to be a news reporter. So did I. No oh my way. God. Where? In Jackson, Tennessee, in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Yeah, I like I did it um, right when I got out of college and I have a degree in mass communications. But then I took a detour and I was like, hey, this um, getting stories every day is not competitive, not competitive enough. Let me go to law school where I can lose my mind. <laughs> exactly. I actually initially wanted to go to law school to supplement my journalism career. But then when I started going to law school, I just fell in love with it and decided I should actually, you know, practice. So did you work and go to school at the same time? I did. So I did the part-time program at the University of Connecticut. And during the day, okay. I would go out, report stories in Connecticut for their local station, Fox 61 News. So shout out to them. Thank you for letting me do that, by the way. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> at night, I would come on over to law school. Yeah, I actually started as well. I mean, I guess I would still be considered a non-traditional student just by my age, but I took 10 years off. So I was a flight attendant and um, I would work and go to school as well. Oh, cool. So we have that connection. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are just joining us, Taylor is here because it is now May and we are gearing up for the bar exam. Bar exam is in about two months and I am about to take the bar exam. Um, Taylor actually took the bar exam a year ago and passed, so shout out to her. And we are going to pick her brain like there is no tomorrow. So Taylor, you ready? I, like if I had the, um, who wants to be a millionaire lights, they'd be like, Ju -ju 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 -ju. <laughs> okay, first question is, when did you start preparing for the bar exam? Let's see. I graduated in on May 15th or 16th. And then my roommate and I actually took a whole week off and spent time with our families. And we kind of knew the rest of the summer we were going to be in the law school or bar exam hole. So we took a week off and I think we started whatever that Monday was, whether it was May 21st, 22nd, 23rd, around that time. And we just dove right into, we both decided to take the Barbary bar prep course. So uh, we just started with day one on there and took it all the way through. Yeah. So my plan is, so I graduate on May 20th. I think that's a couple of days away, probably like a week and a half away. And my plan is I took my, my last finals on the 28th and then I am teetering on when I'm going to start. I want to start before the bar exam because I have to move. I have to, I have so much stuff, but I feel like I just, I'm so nervous about like, when do I start? Do I start now? Do I start in a week? Do I take me a little bit of time? Do you feel like that little bit of time gave you like the extra boost that you needed or did you want to jump straight in? 
I wanted to jump straight in, but I wish I took another week off and started almost Memorial Day. And I'll tell you why, because I did the entire, I think it was 12 week program for Barbary. And then I had another week where I was also supplementing with the critical pass flashcards and doing a bunch of um, multiple choice questions. Oh, you're holding them up to the camera. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Literally have them right here. Put them away. (laughs) Don't start right now, I I think. (laughs) And it's just because there was a point where I felt, okay, I'm ready. And I still had a whole nother week to go to wait until I could actually take it. So if I finished right on that Friday before and then had Monday off and Tuesday and Wednesday dove right in, I think I would have been in a better headspace. Whereas I had a week where I was just, okay, let's go over these flashcards again, or let's do more multiple choice questions. But I kind of just at that point wanted to get it over with. Okay, so were you working during this time or by this time you had stopped working? Yeah, I stopped working and I took the entire time off. It was it was nice because I was going to be switching jobs anyways. So I just ended that job and okay. I devoted my entire six days a week, 40 hours a week to studying for the bar exam. And I think it was the most scheduled I've actually ever been in my life. I was so regimented. Okay, so... At my school, so I go to um school in Louisiana. My entire uh, matriculation through law school, I have practiced civil law, well, studied civil law. And so I am actively calibrating to some of the common law um things. Like um, I did not take real property. I took civil law property. Concepts are, this, are similar, but they have different names. Where all of the courses that were uh, tested on the bar. Did you take all of those classes? No. And I'm trying to think back at what I did not take. I did not take family law. We had to take family law. I did not take... Oh, let's see. I have to think back. You know, most of this you block out, by the way, after you're done taking it because I have such PTSD. I have to like go back on my memory. I could not even tell you what I what classes I took this semester and anything about them. Like it's Ugh. completely out of my mind. Okay, so remind me what are the tw- there's twelve subjects, right? So there's your core five, which I took all of those, and then so you have agency and partnership. Uh, you have family law. Let's see. Of course, you know the those uh, core. Oh, so the agency, yeah, so agency and partnership and corporations, I kind of took as one business organization class, which was an elective. Right, okay. I did not take family law. I did take- Wills and trusts? I took wills and trusts. What else? I tried to take as many bar classes as I could. I took criminal procedure. I took, I think it was really only family law that I didn't have any introduction to. So with that, not taking family law. So at my school, we have to take 72 required courses. So all of the courses that are on the bar, we take. However, because like I said, property is one thing that is completely different. And I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Did you feel like because you didn't take family law, I need to go harder in this or I'm having to learn these things? Or was it like just kind of like just push through it? At first, when I started, I did get a lot of concern and anxiety around 
I mean, even criminal law or torts, like you haven't seen that since 1L. And for me, that was three years ago, not two years ago. And there's so much that happens in your life up until then. I mean, we had the beginning of COVID as well. So I had a crazy law school experience in terms of just regular life. So by the time I'm going back to review even, you know, what are the four elements of negligence? I'm like, I'm starting from square one again. I might as well have not taken those classes. And then I took a step back after I had all of that anxiety. And I knew that wasn't helping me study because I'm not ingesting any of the information. I'm just thinking about all the information I don't know. And I just trusted the process. I knew I would just have to watch the lectures. Some things would be jogged in my memory. And for those subjects I didn't take or didn't know, I would just have to kind of, you know, take, pick up where everyone else left off. And I think I had comfort in knowing I did take a good amount of classes and mm-hmm. that most people pass the bar exam. If you put the work in, you're going to pass. So gotcha. I kind of had comfort in that. Would you say that your um, you did fairly well in law school, so you were okay with passing? I think so. I had pretty good grades. I wasn't by any means the top of my class, but okay. I knew how to put the work in, how to study, how to take exams, just like everyone else in law school does. And I think it was more getting used to the format of the test because I had not taken many multiple choice question tests in law school. They were mostly written and they were all open book. So I, my memorization skills were so lacking. (laughs) So a memorization test, 200 multiple choice questions. I thought I was in for it. And they don't, I mean, they really, I thought that the test companies really prepared you for what you were going to see. I say that actually with a little asterisk because they told us not to worry about the role of perpetuities. And then we got an essay question on the role of perpetuities. So I thought they kind of led us astray. (laughs) (laughs) That is so crazy. But everyone's taking this same test. I literally just started like just skimming over the rule against perpetuities just trying to understand it but with that note we will take this quick break and it will not go into perpetuity see what i did there we'll be right back this episode is brought to you by the american bar association's law student division it's never too early to start exploring potential practice areas and building your network in the field The Law Student Division provides students like you with resources and experiences aimed at helping them succeed in law school and prepare for what's next. Claim your full law student membership for just $25 by visiting ambar.org slash join. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, Join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there. And we are back with attorney Taylor DiCello, and we are picking her brain on preparation for the bar exam. So one other fear of mine is, okay, so 
you know, 3L year, they bore you to death. Or And I am so detached from my normal style of studying, like being like straight in the books. Did day one come and you're just like, I'm a 1L again? Or it took time to like ease back into that, like really studying mode. I can only speak for Barbary because I don't, I didn't take any other prep course. And that's what I'll be taking. Okay. So I think they ease you into it because the first okay. week is all just watching lectures and kind of getting okay. back into the swing of things so that by the time you do sit down and say you have to write your first essay, it's open book or you take multiple choice questions throughout, but they're not as hard as you would expect them to be. So they definitely ease you into it. And then by the time you look back and you say, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for three weeks, you're kind of already in the swing of things. So I think I did worry about that a little bit, but then once I just learned to trust the process, trust the program, everyone else in the country is doing week one with me. They're doing the same exact modules I'm doing. So I just kind of thought everyone else was doing the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing as them and trust the process. So last summer I was working um, at school and some of the three L's that had just graduated were, were studying for the bar. And there was this palpable look that everybody had almost like right before you turn into a zombie. But it's like almost like soulless look that everybody has. Like, were you, were you miserable? You know, I try to think back and I don't think I was miserable. But I was robotic. As I mentioned earlier, okay. I was extremely structured. So okay. I would wake up in the morning. My roommate and I signed up for a half marathon on Labor Day. So we started training in May, coinciding with starting to train for the bar exam. And it was okay. a way to essentially force us to get outside, go enjoy the outdoors, get our heart rate up and get our brains focused I focused on having breakfast every single morning, which I'm not a breakfast eater, but I knew it was brain food. I ate lunch at the same time every single day. We did a 12 o'clock to one o'clock lunch where we were not allowed to talk to each other about the bar exam, about anything. We watched a half hour show every day. So we were, it was almost like being an infant. Okay. We were so structured and every single day looked the exact same, but that made it easy. And we turned off right at five o'clock. So we did a normal work day. So what was it? Nine to five? Yes. Okay. So nine to five. Now me personally, I can buy into that because that's how I generally study nine to five. Like it makes no sense for me to be studying at 11 o'clock because I'm usually in bed by nine. So to force myself to do that, uh, did you find yourself like looking over anything after five o'clock or it was straight? I'm leaving and this is it. Once I got closer to the exam, so two weeks before the exam, I actually, my roommate and I decided to both go to our individual houses because it started to get a little, like we were both only in bar exam mode. So we needed to go around normal people who are living normal lives, doing their normal nine to fives and kind of get Mm -hmm. out of our little world before we took the exam. So I went down to my parents' house and I would go on walks with my dad and he would quiz me on flashcards or we'd go on long drives and he'd quiz me on flashcards. And so at that point, I probably did a little bit past five o'clock. But when we were 
strictly learning the material, and especially in the beginning, we stopped hard stop at five o'clock and forced ourselves. And we would go out and get ice cream or go for a walk before the sunset or do something to decompress before getting ready for the next day. Our focus on mental health was at the very top of our priorities. Did you take any days off, like Sundays or anything like that? Yep, we took every Sunday off. And then... Did you really take the day off or it's like in the back of your mind? No, completely took the day off. Mm. Saturday by five o'clock, we were done. And we would go for the whole night on Saturday and took Sunday off. Gotcha. We also committed to, um, we didn't drink the entire time. Okay. Well, I don't drink, so, but I know I am a stress eater. Mm. I mean, I wish I was a stress binge, like not eating, but I'm a stress eater. So you and your roommate, you all, you all study together? Yes. Okay. And how was that? How was studying with someone else? Are y'all just like in the rooms together or are you actively like interacting with each other? We actively interacted with each other. So we would watch the lectures on our own headphones. And then at the end, we would go to the next module. But if the next module was writing an essay, for instance, we would write our essays and actually grade each other's as if we were the bar exam graders. And it helped because you could see where either maybe your organization wasn't well written or you didn't write out the rule of law properly. And just to see how your writing comes across in another person's brain so that you could adjust it and fix it that way before you actually have a greater grade in your essays. But it also just kept us accountable. If one of us woke up in the morning and we're really tired, we said, nope, we're going on a run and then we're going and nine o'clock we're starting and that's it. And I don't know if I would have been that disciplined without that accountability for myself. Did you have like periodical freak out, straight meltdown moments? Yes. So halfway through, you take this multiple choice test as if you take the 200 multiple choice questions, simulated bar exam. We actually went to our school library and took it in the two hours. We gave ourselves the hour for lunch, just like you get on the bar exam. And I didn't fail it, but I was right on the cusp of you passed it. And Mm. my roommate passed it with flying colors. So I thought, okay, I'm clearly not learning as much as she's learning or I'm not ingesting the material. I already knew taking multiple choice questions was a stressor for me and a weak point of testing. So at that point I thought, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to pass by the time this comes in July because they tell you as well, oh, if you don't pass this one, it's a good indicator that you're not doing enough to, <laughs> to pass. So I'm like, how can I do more? I'm doing my eight hours a day. I'm focusing on my mental health. I'm doing all of the things they tell you to do. But then we each had our own mentors who had already taken the bar exam, which I highly recommend people have. And they'll tell you, oh my gosh, I failed that thing too, but don't worry, you'll still pass the exam. Just focus on putting in the work. Don't worry about how many multiple choice questions you get wrong. Especially by the end, Barbary gives you multiple choice questions that are harder than the ones on the exam. So you're taking these multiple choice tests that are supposed to be easier as you get better or learn more material, and you're getting a four out of nine or a three out of nine. <laughs> and so it definitely, it messes with your your mind. But 
if you just stay on your schedule, follow the path, trust the course, put the work in, I think that's the best thing you can do. Good deal. Okay, we're going to take a break here and we'll be right back. All right, we are back with Taylor DiCello and we are picking her brain on the bar exam and all the stresses and ups and downs that go along with it. Okay, so we have prepared. We are ready. It's maybe the day before. Are we stressed? Are we ready? Are we like, what are we feeling the day before? I, th I think all of the above. We were definitely so nervous, but we were ready. It was just, you know, you're just waiting for the time to start actually going comes. We felt prepared. They tell you to learn, I think, 75 or 85% of the material. I forget the exact number. And we had felt that we did that. So now it's just putting your skills up to task. We actually spent the entire day before, so the Monday before, not doing any work at all. Not looking at a single flashcard, not looking at a multiple choice question, not even talking about it. Because we kind of knew it's not going to help to do one more day. If we're going to pass the exam, it's because of the 12 or 13 weeks we put behind us, not this one day. So the day before the exam, we started by going to a top golf and we golfed for an hour. The owner graciously opened it up for us at 10 a.m. on a Monday. Then we went in, saw the new Top Gun movie, which had just come out. So that was fun. And then we, I think we did lunch and ice cream. And then we went to an escape room. And I was taking the test in Massachusetts. She was taking it in Connecticut. So by that time, I kind of went home, packed my bags, we gave each other that one last look of, okay, here we go. And I went up to my hotel room. So I got, I got a hotel the night before just to make sure that I was up there. But yeah, that's what we did the day before. It was kind of a nice day when you think about it, doing all of those things that you don't usually yeah. do in the middle of the summer. The calm before the storm. Exactly. Gotcha. Good deal. I actually am going in like a day before and I have a, a a hotel so i might take some of those little tips and tricks so you are there for that day so you said that midway through they give you a time where you like sit down and go through like the um through the multiple choice is there ever a time where they give you like you do a full six day like exam because that just seems like a marathon to go in in the morning and just sit all day taking that exam Let's see. We did. Yeah. No. Yeah. We did the six hours. So we did the three hours okay. in the morning. Then you take your lunch. Then the three hours in the afternoon for the multiple choice. Okay. And then we did the same thing for the essays. They gave you an essay day as well, where you do three essays in the morning and three essays in the afternoon. Okay. Would you say the essays were easier? Studying? I thought yes. By the time I got to the exam, I can't really say which one I thought was easier because... I thought the exam was really hard. I walked out of the exam thinking okay. I wouldn't be surprised if I passed because I know it was hard for everyone, but I wouldn't be surprised if I failed either. So I'm obsessed with like, like Reddit and looking at all of the like statistics and stuff. And I was seeing that a lot of students that took the July 2022 bar exam thought that it was like a okay, let's get these COVID people out of here. All of these people that have been, you know, have had COVID, law school. And 
I heard that it was a little bit harder than what Barbary and all of the other um, testing companies said it was going to be. I for sure thought so. And I think most of my friends did as well. I don't know if we thought it was a, like weeding out the COVID kids or necessarily, but like I said earlier, we had a rule of perpetuities question that they told you on the test prep com- or the test prep companies told you not to study the rule of perpetuities because it rarely comes up. And if it comes up, it comes up in a multiple choice question. And they have data from years and years and years of bar exams that they use to make these determinations on what to focus on. So yeah, I did kind of feel like we were getting tricked a little bit. I thought I went into it knowing 85% or 75% of the material and they only tested me on the other 25%. (laughs) So once it's done, are you able to completely detach or are, is every waking day of your life? Like I failed every single day. For me, that's when the anxiety kicked in. Once I got over that initial anxiety that I was talking about and just trusted the process and put the work in, I, was kind of in my own little zone of just keep walking towards the July 26th or 25th, whatever date it was. But as soon as we finished, then the months of agony started. And my friends in Connecticut knew September 29th, the date was going to, or the scores were going to come out. Massachusetts told us nothing. They, at one point, I think in September, maybe August, they said, oh, sometime in October. And then in the middle of October, we got at the end of October. And then two days before we found out, okay, 48 hours, the scores will be released because they posted on Facebook. So I not only had to pass the September 29th date when all of my Connecticut friends knew, and thankfully they all did pass. I then had to wonder when my results were going to come out. So that was agony. I could only imagine. Well, I mean... Not for too long because it's going to happen as well. But you had already started your job and you were waiting for your results. I did not. I didn't start my job until January. Okay. So that's a little bit better to be in the you know sanctity of your own home whenever you find out. Um, I've seen a couple of people like they're at work and they're like, let me go ahead and jump out of this window so I can... <laughs> get out of here. Taylor, I want to thank you so much. This has really opened my eyes. I am probably going to recalibrate a couple of things. I really appreciate you. I'm trying to see, is there anything else? If if you had one thing that you could tell people that are preparing, just one thing, you can only give them one piece of advice. What would it be? Trust yourself, I think. Don't look at the pass rates. Don't look at Try to stay off Reddit. I did it too, but try to stay off Reddit and try to just trust yourself because you made it through college. You got into law school. You made it through law school. And this test is a standardized test. You have to get a D on a curve in order to pass. So if you think about it that way, don't overstress thinking that you're going to fail because you look at all these statistics or you hear horror stories of people failing the bar. You will pass if you put the work in. Gotcha. Well, this has been another riveting episode of the Law Student Podcast. Uh, Taylor, where can people find you on social media? Oh, um, let's see. My Instagram is at Taylor DiCello. 
T-A-Y-L-O-R-D-I-C-H-E-L-L-O. I'm also on LinkedIn if you want to connect on LinkedIn. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and I really appreciate you. And we will see you next time on the ABA's Law Student Podcast. Thanks to Mario. Thank you. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.